American Savage Show podcast. I am your host, John Burke, with my friend Dominic Izu here to discuss what's currently going on with the Uvalde shootings, the, all the updates we've been getting out there. Uh, what's going on, Dominic? Thanks for being here today, brother. Oh, thanks for having me. appreciate it. This is long overdue. I've been following you for years. <laughs> well, you you and I've like we've we've kind of bounced back and forth on social media. I, let's I want to do an introduction for you. Like, go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience so they know number one where to find you, who you are, and what your background is. Hi, right, so my name is Dominic Izzo. I'm from the Chicago area. I'm a retired police officer, uh, radio show host, cigar entrepreneur, and a guy who uh, shoots his mouth off. Um, <laughs> you can follow me anywhere on social media. That's Dominic with a K and then I Z Z O. Uh, that's that's the 360 degree view of who who I am and uh, all that stuff. But there's been there's been many paths outside of that. <laughs> well, where can they find you on social media before we get started? Because I don't I don't want to forget that. Uh, you know the easiest way I've been using a lot more lately is uh, uh Instagram. Dominic M I N I C K is I Z Z O. That's it. The only page I got until they take me down. Okay. Yeah, I'm worried about mine getting freaking. Uh... I, I li- we were talking right before the show. I literally was responding to a comment and I typed in the word bitch and within 30 seconds they removed it and said bullying and harassment. They didn't even care about the context. Um, it's just, it's ridiculous. It's just ridiculous the way it's, it's become now. It's, it's gone off the realm of like common sense to just, it, it's insane. Could you imagine the first video that you did what, years ago that got you viral? Oh God, yeah. Could you <laughs> imagine that was out today? No, fuck no. They, they pull me in a heartbeat. Oh, that w- it wouldn't last. And for those no. who never saw it, it was it was motivational, inspirational. John blew up huge and really attacking lazy people. Yeah. And it was it was massive. You could not run that today. That's that's just where we're at now. That's where we're at. Hopefully, uh, I, I don't see it changing anytime soon. It's only getting worse and worse and worse. But that's why people are seeking out other platforms. Like I've been on True Social. It's hard to grow over there because unless you're in the in the GOP in crowd. You're not really going to get like a, a develop a good following unless you're getting shout outs from the big names over there. It's just it's it's gotten to the point now where it's like eventually when they do pull me off social media, I think I'm going to be done with it. I'm just I'm, I'm over it. As you lasted this long. And I think about that yeah. all the time. It's like it, at what point like it, I had a pretty big um, Facebook page years ago, about 100,000 people following me. And that's when I had my, my officer Dominic mm-hmm. page. And I used to think forever because social media kind of gave you that status of having a voice. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were, I was, they were at risk for pulling me. I had 22 30-day bans in a row <laughs> for that crap. And then two years ago, all of a sudden, it's like your page is, is unpublished. And if it was like three, four years ago, I would have been shitting my pants. But now I was like, when they, del- when they de- uh, deleted that, I was like, I don't care. Yeah, they literally literally just did the same thing to me. I had about 600K over there. They throttled my reach. The page was worthless for like a year or two. And then they finally just said your page has been unpublished due to terms of service violations. It's like, for what? Because we were, I, I was streaming the podcast live over there. And we were talking about trans issues and stuff like that. God forbid you talk about anything trans, anything that goes against the current narrative regarding transgender people. Well, then no, we can't hear that. That's hate speech. We have to shut it off. We cannot have dissenting opinions. We cannot disagree. And that's, that's why I've just felt like social media has just become cancer to our society. It's no longer having reasonable, rational discussions. Now it's just literally who can shout down the other one and name call. It's like, I'm, I'm just over. Because I control with the best of them. But it's like when an actual discussion can come about, they're, they're not about it. They you don't want to have it. That you, I like that trolling stuff until you feel mm-hmm. like you're just, you're just as filthy. Like yeah. I, I for a while I was playing their game. And every mm-hmm. person who would come in, I would either be very uh, uh, blatantly patronistic, condescending, because that was my humor, right? See, they pick it up. But after a while, you have no substance anything. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just as, there's, it's worthless. And I was losing yeah. 
themselves. So it's a lose-lose on all levels. I hate it. No, it really is. Well, let's just jump straight into it. Then the Uvalde shooting. Um, new evidence has now come out. This is what I love about social media. All the armchair quarterbacks that literally have been saying from the get-go, this is what happened. These officers are cowards, yada, yada, yada. Well, now people are conflating, saying, wait a minute, we need due process. We need an investigation because, as you know as an officer, when the MSM is going to report something regards an active, regarding an active shooter or anything like that, the first report is always wrong. They always get it wrong. And people took that and they ran with it. Where do you stand on this right now? I, I'm going to give my background a little bit to give yeah, Paul. Go ahead. Much talking this. So I spent. Uh, I became a police officer in uh, March of 2001, and then October of uh, 2019, I pulled the, uh, the plug. I'll even plug my book because I've got all of my references in there. Right? It's called mm -hmm. Before the Badge. You can get it on Amazon. Um, patrol is as high as I went. I never tested for sergeant. Never wanted to do it. Uh, defensive tactics expert, certified use of force instructor, field training officer, juvenile officer. Our version of SWAT in Illinois is called NIPIS, Northern Illinois Police Alarm Systems. Mm -hmm. I was on their mobile field force uh, team. Uh, I was the uh, 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 the entry guy in the stick for our no-knock warrant service when we had that. So I've, I've done my fair share. The area I worked in was, was uh, caught between Chicago and Milwaukee. So we got all of the garbage that left those two areas and came by us. That's so a hot zone. That's, it, that's it, no joke. That's a hot it, zone. It was. My, uh, my uncle... It was a, a lieutenant at the Cabrini Green uh, Firehouse in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. And he laughed at me um, when I te first tested and I went up that area. He goes, what are you going up there for? I'm like, well, it was the f I'm an anomaly. I sat there and I filled out an application. Four weeks later, after the first application, they offered me a job. And I went, I'll take it because I've heard the horror stories about guys you know, testing 20 times, never getting on. Mm -hmm. Well, it turns out when they knocked down Cabrini Green, if anybody ever knows what that is, they moved up north to Lake County. So I've done my fair share of work. Um I want all the information to come out from Uvalde before I make a decision because what that well, hold it. Wait a minute. Wait, you, you mean you're not going to emotionally jump the gun and armchair quarterback? What would have could have should have? Oh, I okay. do. I do that enough. Now, number one, number seven, I don't bootlick. If any, because no. one thing is really pisses me off is when people sit there and they're like, oh, you're bootlicking these cops. And I'm like, rewind last year when I'm calling police domestic terrorists for enforcing these mask mandates. Yep. I'm one of the few to my knowledge, uh, social media people who condemned Derek Chauvin and didn't change his view on it. So I to this to this today, I think that Derek Chauvin was unbelievably evil. So those my my balance does not or it coexist with what law enforcement is supposed to do and then doing their jobs. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't in the uh, in the room. I wasn't in the school. I didn't see it. There, I keep hearing. Or no, I'm going to plug this for those who haven't seen your podcast. The podcast what was it a day or two after with the two officers who were on. Mm. That was pro that had me riveted, and I normally don't get invested into shows. I could not believe all three of you how unbelievable that podcast was. So number one, I'm gonna give you on air props for that. You guys broke it down. I don't think anybody should really need any more information outside of that episode. But when it comes down to that, now I want to hear more, right? Because mm. we. Have 40 minutes, they didn't do anything. That was debunked. That was yeah. debunked on your show. was debunked everywhere else. Now it's, well, they're inside. They didn't do anything. And I would have done this. I would have mm -hmm. done this. I kind of want to go a weird direction and say you were military. And mm -hmm. what years did you serve? Say again? What years did you serve? Uh, 2001 to 2016. Okay. Long damped. We're, so you and I are a cop and military at the same time. Mm. Do you think 
that the quality of, of, of United States Navy, Air Force, Marine, soldier has gone downhill since you left a little bit? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because it sure as shit didn't in law enforcement. Mm. People want order followers. People mm -hmm. are creating these very soft men and women. Uh, it took three cops to replace me when I left my department. One of them was a woman who was like five foot one. Uh, mm -hmm. People could people could uh, Google Round Lake Park Police in Illinois. One of their cops just last week got uh, disarmed with their taser and their mm -hmm. taser used against them. Saw that, yeah. Yeah, that's my department. Um, so you got these people in there that are looking to follow orders. The entirety of the media and public want cops to be just completely transparent, all this shit. You really think that on some point that these cops are not going to follow orders? I'm waiting for somebody from the mainstream media to get all this information from this McCraw and everybody else and say, okay, you said it was a failure. You said it was abject failure. Uh, Mr. McCraw, should the police have disobeyed the commander's orders? I want to know why that question it's not going to be asked because nobody's focusing on that right now because right now everyone even in the comments on youtube is like it was a debunked yes it was there was so much that was debunked because the ap initially reported that the cops initially did not even go in they reported then they changed to no three cops did go in then two cops got shot through the wall they had to pull it out and then they didn't go back in that was debunked then they said the Bortac officer showed up and made breach by himself that was a lie he didn't make breach by himself then when the investigation is actually going down in austin and you're seeing the doors being brought in and you're seeing the actual testimony and the interviews of the officer saying oh by the way they didn't even test the handle to see if it was open well then that changes everything so what people are doing right now is their armchair quarterback saying like oh we got it right from the get-go you guessed right you guessed right and you right. allowed no due process to happen and it's not that people are saying that you know we're going to believe all officers it'd be the same as saying believe all women but we're saying there should be due process there should be an investigation you owe it to them because some of those officers had kids in that school and people want to sit there and they just want to armchair quote parents were running in there blah, blah, blah. they even detained one person running it yeah because you could get shot. You could 100% get shot. So it's everybody sitting there thinking with their emotions, thinking with their feelers, because, I mean, by and large, dead children is nothing that is going to make anybody feel good about. They're going to be very angry, and justifiably so. But for fuck's sakes, no one, no one wanted to sit there and use due process. So in that podcast we did, it was literally the reports by the AP, a timeline breakdown saying this is what happened, this is what happened. And so we're saying, based, and I even said in the podcast, if new evidence surfaces, we reserve the right to change our mind. And I have changed my mind. I am here saying the officers were wrong, but the officer also were following orders to the police chief, Arredondo, who basically, from what it sounds like, was a coward. Basically yeah, that's saying, the that we're, yeah, that's the problem that I want. When people are lumping in the police are cowards, I want to know mm -hmm. who they're referring to. You want to yeah. talk about the chief, the commander? Fine. I'm going to back up those guys who are ready to go in. What direction were they given? What orders were they given? Until I hear testimony from them, I'm mm -hmm. not backing down off defending those guys. You guys said it on your podcast where mm -hmm. you see cowardice in like ones and twos. You don't yeah. see cowardice in exactly. Twos. Yeah. So I want to know, because I've been in those situations, and I think that night at your podcast, I did like 20 post stories on social media on my Instagram story where I'm like, yeah, mm -hmm. in this year, I, I vividly remember we had a shooting two blocks away. Officer mm -hmm. says, you know, shots fired. And my commander yeah. right there says, we're not going, stay here. So mm -hmm. what am I supposed to do? Go and sit there and respond? Or then, and, and people don't get this either. When you have this, this you just go in, you go in. Okay, so we're going to do this. We're going to play devil's advocate. Mm -hmm. the cop, One cop in there decides to play hero. He says, fuck commander so-and-so. I'm going in. They go in. 
and the guy's laying dead on the floor because it's been quiet for 40 minutes and they haven't heard anything. Mm -hmm. Now he disobeys orders. He loses his job. He loses his pension. He loses that goes, that goes everywhere. Now he can't pay for his kids. His wife leaves him all this shit, right? You don't think these things are going through these guys mind when they're in the hallway. I had some box on my, on my timeline yesterday going, they should have gone in based on what they heard. Do they didn't hear anything. Do we, do we know what they heard? Yeah. If you people people think truly that they heard kids being screaming and being murdered for mm -hmm. 50, 60 minutes and the cops just stood there. That's what these people think. Mm -hmm. I highly doubt a sound was made, which is why you can't move and it turns into a barricaded subject. Yeah. You don't get this. Well, I, it's it's one of those things that was discussed in the podcast that goes from active shooter situation to barricaded shooter situation. All the veterans out there saying woulda, coulda, shoulda. What they also fail to understand is that the veteran tactics and TTPs we utilize are not the same as law enforcement. They are completely different. So they sit in there saying, well, we know what we did in Iraq and Afghanistan. What we did in Iraq and Afghanistan would never fly stateside, uh, would never fly. How it often did you train those tactics? For what? For uh, 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 breaching an entry, entry and clearing all a building. All the time. All the time. All the time. Ask me with my department, mm. how many uh, active school shooting training scenarios we've ever done? How many? One. So lack of training. Yeah. yeah. I was 26 years old is when we did it. Mm -hmm. So people are going to sit there and they're also going to say, it's like you're, you're trying to justify these officers as far as saying they were just following orders. That's not what's happening here. But people people in these in these comments, stuff, they want to hear what they want to hear because they're so emotionally charged. They're going to accuse you of being a bootlicker no matter what and simply saying, all I'm wanting is due process. Now with the evidence actually coming to light, it's like, no, I agree. They were wrong. They were wrong. The police chief was wrong, yada, yada. But nobody knew that from the get-go. It was all distorted information. There were lies nonstop. So the very same people that want to sit there and pound the drum as far as, like, don't believe the MSM, the MSM is liars, blah, 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 blah. Well, suddenly an active shooting occurs, and there's children dead, and now we, we, full, we fully we swallow hook, line, and sink what the MSM is going to push, and they even retracted story after story after story. So all these people in the comments and shit like that, all they're doing is grandstanding on what they think they know and how some people like, you know, says don't armchair quarterback proceeds to do just that yeah. off of the facts that were reported, you dumb fuck, not the yeah. MSM, off the facts that out. were reported. But these people are so stupid. You're never going to reason with them. They are honestly, I have no respect for these idiots because they sit there and do the exact same thing the liberal left does. And it's like, look, I'm just saying, give me due process. They deserve an investigation just like everybody else. But because it's cops and they just by and large hate cops, no, fuck them. Okay, well, if that was you in a different scenario, you'd be singing a different tune. The hypocrite the hypocrisy just beyond me. I want to know where the blue lives matter. The people who are ultra blue lives, right? Do post all mm -hmm. the time. Blue lives matter. Why aren't they supporting the the, the basic patrol, the responders? Mm -hmm. Again, I'm with. You. I hate command staff. Command staff yeah. is the root of all evil in law enforcement. Yeah. You've got a bunch of men and women who don't know what the hell they're doing anymore, and they're leading these these uh, do your job like we tell you, yeah. or gone men and women into battle. And these guys aren't even trained for battle. Yeah. Uh, I have a friend who's in the media that says that the news media does this stuff on purpose. Oh, yeah. Where they report it knowing that they're going to have to print a retraction, but mm -hmm. it doesn't matter because they already yeah. got it out there. In the exactly. First. CNN did the same thing with the Steele dossier. This happens nine. This happens so much in the MSM. It's just it's ridiculous. But people still believe it. They still buy into it because there's a lot of hatred for cops right now. And justifiably so. I get it as far as the two. And that's why I had on Twitter some guys like, how are you loving that love all cops narrative now? It's like, have you been absent the last two years when I was sitting here saying they were tyrants behind a badge, shutting down businesses? They were fucking wrong. And they deserve whatever fate became them. You. It's just amazing to me how selective people's hearing is. It's like, oh, well, then I'm just going to lump John in and say, okay, I see what it is now. People just don't want to actually have any kind of critical thinking or have a critical thinking say, hey, wait a minute, guys. 
This is an investigation. Let this unfold because we could have this wrong and we could potentially be demonizing innocent officers that were actually doing the right thing. It's not backing the blue. That's saying that's justice. That's due process. The same thing should apply to anything out there. But no, no, absolutely not. If it's cops, fuck them. Doesn't matter. All right, fair enough. See where that see where that train of thought gets you. That's where we are. It is no longer knee-jerk reaction. It's just reaction. That's yeah. what people do now. And it's I talked about this yesterday is people want to be right. Yeah, they exactly. Be right. Yes. And, I, and you saw it. I can't tell you how many DMs I get from people who, like, I had uh, like four or five people yesterday just send me just random articles, mm-hmm. right? Oh, no- yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, you're, okay, you're doing, I get it. What do you want from this? And the one guy that I posted up there, he wasn't, he wasn't solely out him, but, you know, fuck these cops' lives this and that. And I'm like, dude, you got a business, right? Public yeah. page, post your comment up there. Yeah. And you will never see people that no. post in your comment section, my comment section, their true things, Mm-mm. and then post it up where they can lose business. No, absolutely. Or followers. No, absolutely no, not. That's not no. happening. I want to see. It's, go ahead. I want to see these influencers because I went to go look at it. Mm. One of them was David Harris Jr. I'm not attacking him so much as I am attacking him. Mm. He posted up, these cops were cowards and this and that, and he's got millions of followers, right? Now, because you made that knee jerk reaction and you're an influencer, now, all of a sudden, you got all these cops, fuck the police, this and that. How many people you doxed or followed up or, 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 or found out who the Uvalde cops were, death threats, all this, because of your favorite influencer making a statement who doesn't come back out and say, you know what, I commented based it off of emotion. I didn't mm-hmm. like the fact the kids were killed. I shouldn't have said that. We need to wait for due process. Yeah. So also social media influencers who are not responsible. Oh, absolutely. And I see a lot of that, the blue checks out there, because they want to sit there and say, well, this is what happened. This is bullshit. The officers are cowards. It's like, but wait, every single person, dude, every single person in my DMs, same thing, sending me articles. What about this? That's MSM. Where's your source? Where's your source? Who's the source? Well, they had, they had somebody on the ground saying this. Who? Who? Who said this? Where were they? Nobody wants clarification. They just want to take a statement by a random passerby and run with it and say, this is factual. Which, okay, if that's the method you want to play, then we believe all the whammons, right? No. But when we take this train of thought and say we don't generalize, but when it comes to cops, we sure as hell can. It's it's flawed thinking from the get-go. But just like you said, people will send you every report under the sun. It's like, dude, that's from MSNBC. Do you know how much shit they get wrong on a daily fucking basis? Mm-hmm. And it's not saying I'm taking the cop side. I'm saying both situations, both sides, we don't know. But these blue check influencers, they don't fucking know either. It's like, oh, I, I didn't realize that, the re- you know, the, all of them, the what you just quoted, had a crystal ball. Who's your source? Who's your inside information? Tulsi Gabbard, Dr- Dan Crenshaw, same thing. Who's oh, your God, source? Yeah. Who, yep. who, who told you? How do you know? Did you get a direct report from the officer? Like, what's going on here? Who's your source? But instead, it turns into virtue signaling. Let's get up there, play the world's smallest violence. Like, oh, this is horrible. Blah, 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 blah. How do you know? And it's not picking a side. It's saying, how do you know what the facts are? The truth is what we should be going for here. And if there's no truth, you need to reserve judgment. But no, we can't do that. Because if we do, well, then we're automatically taking the cop's side. That's not the case at all. And there's so many people out there that just don't see that. But aren't we we supposed to a little bit? Because due process, you're innocent until proven guilty. That's what I thought. I thought that how it is. I I told you, I'm sticking with those guys who were ready to go in and were given orders. Because you know damn well. I, I highly, highly, highly doubt they were cowards. I would bet anything they were pissed more than anything. Mm. And for 40, 50 minutes, they're like, why the fuck are we waiting? Mm. 100%. So now they got to live with it. And they got to sit there and put yeah. their heads down since the people like Matthew McConaughey got to go to the White House and talk about it. Those guys' lives are over. Yeah. They're, 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 they will be always be branded no matter if this comes out and says, you know what? You know, five officers were ready to go in. It doesn't matter what it is. 
they're always going to be cowards according to their, this mass uh, uh, crony think, which is unbelievably destructive. And the only thing I can say, to be honest, is whenever you have something like this, I keep telling them, I think my, the greatest thing I ever respond back is, I, I hope it happens to you someday. Yeah. I, I really do. I hope that, you know, you're in a situation and, I don't know, your son wakes up one morning and decides he wants to chop his cock off and then go to the local school and start shooting it up. And then, you know what? I kind of hope that the cops sit there and say, we're not waiting like you, Valdi. We're driving our fucking bus through the school and we're running over your little uh, uh, mascara wearing boy. And then you go, why didn't you wait? I, so I, that's where I'm at right now. I'm wishing mm. people that, you know, should happen. I think right now, for me, the focal point is they were saying that according to the alert training that these officers have received, apparently an alert doctrine, it's, I have to get the, I have to pull this up from my friend that, that sent this to me, is that alert, alert doctrine stipulates that you don't test the door handle for breaching. And I'm like, wait, what? So that's the thing that I'm confused about Orodondo right there, like doing this, this, it seems like a chase to find a key if the, in this, apparently the door was open. In the investigation that just came out yesterday in the Austin, Austin um, they said that on camera and the officers admitted an interview, no one tested the door handle. Why is that? Like for me, uh, my training was always the first thing you're doing is you're checking for booby traps and you're well, testing for... Again, let's let's talk about that. There's yeah. law enforcement training. There's military training. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, too. I hate treat, training cops. Defensive mm. tactics, same time we did cops, because cops love to fuck around. They mm. love to come in there. They love to, sh they love to show you what they know mm -hmm. versus what they want to teach. We had my first department. We had six Marines. Those are the guys who took the shit seriously mm -hmm. to the point where the rest of us were like, dude, would you calm the fuck down? So, you know, law enforcement doesn't take things seriously. So, again, I'm not licking boots. I'm saying that I can understand what the mindset of some of these guys mm -hmm. who's ever in there. The, the one thing that I could think of is remember, you also have command staff Command yeah. staff is calling the shots. Yeah. I don't put it past somebody from their SWAT team coming up, taking over tactically and saying, did you test the tour handle? And the, and the commander goes, yeah, we did. Because these are, they already lied about what they did. Mm -hmm. So I did not put it past these people to say, yeah, we did. But then again, too, I don't know what SWAT team they were, where they were from. I don't know if it was their County agency, their mm -hmm. state agency. Um, I don't know what the chain it was taking it over or if they allow the Uvalde police to continue to get command. Yeah. Again, you know, it's, it's, it's so easy because you've seen if people knew how frequently command staff lies and how corrupt they are, they would, they maybe they'd back off a little bit. Well, I think they're certainly getting a taste of it right now because even DPS had to backstay or backtrack on some stuff they were putting out there because leadership was running their mouth without ha actually having all the facts. And people were taking that as factual. It's like, that's actually incorrect. You're not interviewing these officers. You don't know for a fact. You're making these statements and you're not sure. So honestly, a lot of leadership did a damn, did a lot of damage to their own department by opening and running their mouths. It's like, maybe you should have shut up until after the investigation because right now it's just like the press, the, the social media Roman mob was screaming for blood. Like, they want anything and what you just gave them basically condemns your officers before due process even occurred so it's like i get why people are pissed off because when the dps chief comes out there says oh yeah we kind of blah, blah, blah. it's like mm, maybe you shouldn't have said that maybe you should have said no. wait a minute we're gonna no. have an investigation yeah he fucked that thing up it was an abject failure yeah dot 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 on whose part whose part yeah. now, i know it'd be exactly I'd be talking about the chief and the command staff but again i want I want to take this burden off of, of the patrol because they're damned if they do, damned if they don't. We don't know. We don't know if this kid uh, had, had some uh, makeshift pipe bomb on him, walk in the door, or the second they hear the door, he lights it. All of a sudden, every kid in the room dies. You mm -hmm. have no idea what the circumstances were. And I, until I get that information, until I hear, you know, from some guy who's thrown on a stick, ready to go in and says, dude, 
We sat there. We were ready. Commander so-and-so ordered us not to do it. We didn't hear yeah. a peep for 50, 60 minutes. And that's well, been verified by facts as well because they said the initial murders, trigger warning for everybody out there, the initial murders of the children happened when that kid first went in there. Like they were, he killed them all already. And then officers were outside the door. They basically isolate him. And then it turned into a breaching situation. I finally, they finally just released the pictures of that classroom and the windows that were there. Right. Good luck. Good luck. Everybody's like, why did you go through the window? You would have gotten shot. Like it would have been, been impossible. Like to open that motherfucker up would have been oh, impossible. It looked like an older school too. If that's yeah. the case, if, and it, and it doesn't and make from a tactical standpoint, like just trying to sit there and look through, they were hard to see through. And number one, if you're going to try and make breach through there, it wasn't because it was like the window was like about four or five feet off the ground. Well, you got to I mean, be you got to be level with that, mm -hmm. and then uh, you no, you can't do that. Now I, I I understand that tactic too. If the kid goes in and he starts shooting, he's annihilating everybody in there. So mm -hmm. the correct call, if that's the case, if those if three officers go in, they're shot at, they pull back, and they give any information and assess it, mm -hmm. and then you don't hear anything. Yeah, tactically, I'm gonna tell you the one thing too that commanders thinking the entire time. Liability. Mm. Liability. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. is not, do you remember these people are sitting behind desks? They don't work the road. They're not thinking, how can I do X, Y? They're thinking, how can I prevent getting sued? Yeah. That's all they're thinking. That's, That's a shame it comes down to that, too, because I've heard that before as far as like when you're making a tactical entry, like with a shotgun, for example, and one of those BBs hauls off and hits somebody on the inside, you're getting sued, mm -hmm. which it's insane. That's even a factor at this point, but apparently it is. Well, you remember the movie SWAT? Uh, with no, Colin it's, Farrell. It's been a while. Yeah, Colin Farrell, the opening scene, they go into the bank and uh, Jeremy Renner winds up taking out the bad guy because he shoots the woman through the shoulder, mm -hmm. chest area to tag him, and he loses his job, right? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, when you think about it, that's a tactically sound maneuver. Yeah, she's going to maybe lose the use of her arm, but they wiped out the bad guy. Same thing. Why didn't they just go in? They go in, they turn that knob. And the guy on the inside and hears the knob turning, and all of a sudden he he maybe he's got thirty hostages. He lights them all up. Then what? It's a no. It's a no win. And again, this is law enforcement, military. I would like to think that military would be like, we're just gonna plow this fucker over now. That's, that's what the military probably want. would do. Yeah. That's how I want my military. I want my military to be a ruthless organization, which is why these military. Then now you got to do this one too, and this is no disrespect to you because yeah. I hear you say this, but the military needs to stay in their fucking lane when it comes down to law enforcement tactics. Yeah, it's because two different we, worlds. Yeah, we cannot do what we want to do. It's yeah. as simple as that. So all these Call of Duty and retired guys <laughs> out there, I would have done. You got to go after the threat and breach and kick some ass, dude. Fucking your glory days are over. Let it go. Damn, because, no, what you brought up was a very good point because Pete that was on the podcast also brought that up as far as liability to where if you make the wrong call, if you if somebody, innocent person gets clipped, you're done. It's just these are things these officers are considering. Now, I'm not by any means justifying them not going in because of that, but these are all factors that are running through their heads. But to me, I think as more information comes out, I think the, the focal point is going to be Oradondo, I believe his name is, did not give them the go ahead. He was clearly wrong. Then it's going to go into, were the officers wrong for obeying a lawful order or were they wrong for uh, not disobeying a lawful order? No, I think, I, they're, they're, I think they're safe because, again, too, that time, mm -hmm. at what point when you go in and shots are fired to where shots are no longer fired, mm -hmm. what point do you change the status from active shooter to barricaded subject? Right, and there yes. are different procedures for a barricaded subject than there is an active shooter, correct? 
hundred percent. Because I had people sending me articles. They said the current training is you remove whatever's taking life immediately. Well, when they got there, there was no more. There were no longer shots, so they didn't know. If you, if if I pull up on the streets and you uh you're lighting up a daycare, and mm. you know you're you're got a flamethrower and you're burning every little toddler in there, right? I pull up on the street. You just murdered thirty kids. And as I put up and as I come down, it's I'm on it's on scene. Literally, I see you doing this. You put the flamethrower down and put your hands up in the air. Can I shoot you? No. Same. Well, yeah. Why, well, why not? Yeah. Disarmed. You're unarmed. People don't get this shit. So at what point does the line become active shooter into barricaded subject? And that's the problem that people are just they 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 want they're letting their emotions rule this. Mm -hmm. Which 100, percent I'm fine with that. Don't condemn the guys in, who are ready to go into war for this without hearing what they went through. That's my biggest argument with this, and I'm not uh, backing down from it. I can understand that. It makes sense to me. And it's just like I said, the more that we get more information and things like that, it's like everyone is making these shot calls knowing now with the information becoming available. But yet back a week or two ago, they didn't know. Nobody knew this information. All they had was speculation. Rob O'Neill, Navy SEALs, like, why don't you just mule kick the door? It was an outward facing swinging door set against a steel frame. Come to find out later, the door was also unlocked. So things keep changing. Mm -hmm. And all I'm sitting here saying this entire time is like, let's just have an investigation. Reason for it is due process. Because if those officers were doing the right thing, they deserve that due process. Anyone that does the right, even if it was military, they deserve due process. But suddenly we're against this. The same party of facts and logic, all these influencers mm -hmm. about facts and logic, what's weight, the same ones in these video guns or these shootings of cops like killing unarmed black people, yada, yada. Let's see the whole video. Let's see the investigation. Well, suddenly the script flips and like, oh, no, let's condemn them now. Because why? We want clicks. We want to grandstand on this. We want to build our following. We want clout. We want all this stuff. And, he, and like people like me are saying, wait a minute, there's something off about this. There's something that we're not getting all the facts, and I certainly don't trust the MSM. So I want to know what the actual outcome of the investigation is. And then people are like, so you trust the government to investigate. What other alternative do we have at this point? Like, I'm all ears for that. You don't, you, uh, anarchy is the only other aspect. Because Pretty much. If, if you have, if somebody had asked McCraw, okay, this is an abject failure, should the officers have disobeyed orders? Now all of a sudden you're giving cops nationwide permission to disobey that's, that's a very slippery slope, and people don't understand that. They're looking at the here and now of like they should have disobeyed orders. So now a cop has the right to disobey any order that he or she personally does not agree with. Now you've got anarchy in the ranks. That is not a good thing because if that was in the military, ho, ho. Fuck me running. I can't I can't even imagine a private saying, you know what, sorry, I'm not doing that. Fuck that. We're going in. Dude, I would yank that motherfucker up by the scruff of his neck. It's like you endangered this entire team. But people don't see that from a tactical aspect. Instead, it's just like, well, the feelers, the feelers. It's like, okay, fair enough. Let's see how Same far thing. that gets you. Have 19 guys waiting to go in and three or four say, fuck this. They're endangering the rest of the team. If, if if this goes back all the way to Chauvin with those two uh, probation officers looking at Chauvin kneeling on the guy's neck for nine minutes, and I'll, my position for that is, I don't think that Chauvin killed him, but what he did was worse. Oh, he yeah. actually punished a black man with yeah. an insulting position for nine minutes. Why did those two new guys not pull Chauvin off? Because yeah. they were following orders. Yeah, it's it's a very slippery slope because now it's kind of like the individual officers are going to answer for the leadership's call. The leadership should answer for the call. But at some point, though, we do have to ask. So, for example, this is where, like, the catch-22 is. What about officers that are just following orders and forcing these tyrannical lockdowns? So it's like, 
I get that side of it too. So like for me, it's like what's constitutionally protected and what's not. What's actual bound by the Constitution and what is not. So it's like it's a very slippery slope there. And I don't think people are going to have these conversations and go as in depth. It's just simply a cosmetic feel good. Fuck those cop. Fuck the police. They're all cowards. Yada, yada, yada. And in some cases, they could be right. But at the same token, I want all the information. I want all the facts before I pass my own judgment. And according to what it says right now, they were wrong. The leadership was wrong. They didn't even try the fucking door. But at that, that point, people were saying, like, alert, that's their TTPs. That's their SOP on how to make breaches. It's like, mm, I don't think that's a smart way because then you wouldn't have been trying to hunt down a key for 40 minutes. You could have made breach. And made, but here's the other fucked up part. Even if they had tried the door, here's where it gets cri- weird. The kids were already dead. Mm-hmm. Yes, that, that, that goes back to, again, now, my mind works differently because I've, I've worked with idiots. I've worked with some amazing cops, some mm-hmm. fucking guys I would go to war with any day of the week and twice on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And then as time went on, we saw these really shitty fucking hires going, you're hiring yeah. because they want order takers. Yeah. People will get it. They want order takers. That being said, I want to know what these cops' backgrounds are. I want to mm-hmm. look at, I mean, you, everything from physical fitness proficiency, which doesn't exist, <laughs> does not exist in law enforcement. If you guys have any idea how many times uh, departments have tried to sue their departments, cops have said, you know, you're not putting a, a physical pro, uh, proficiency in. It's unconstitutional. It's against our, our union. Uh, I want to know their discipline records, mm. training records. I want to know their age, their experience. People don't get this is what you wanted with law enforcement. You got some 22-year-old college graduate who, who's some, who says, I'm going to do this and do this job. And, and they get interviewed and they pass well and all this. And then you get this active shooter scenario that they all go training for. Then it happens in real life. These men and women are not warriors. Mm. A lot of them are not warriors. But again, now I'm insulting the same police I'm trying to support, but this is how my mind thinks. I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt, but I know potentially what could be behind all that information. Mm-hmm. It just again, it seems like the, the investigation is still going on today. I've got an article right here from uh, the Texas Senate remo- uh, resumes Uvalde hearing that mayor calls Bozo the Clown Show. What is this helping? Like, what the is mayor, this really? The mayor say, what is this helping? Every every cop in that department honestly should do shit until until the mayor or anyone else says we're supporting our officers until we find out what comes. I I wish for one minute that I could have the microphone to the world and talk about police command. Mm-hmm. It is it, it is the it, it's never going to be your frontline officer because the cops want to take care of themselves. They do want to beat the shit out of that moron who fucks things up for them on the streets. There's mm-hmm. a ton of bad apples out there and they would be taken care of by their own. If they were allowed to the command staff in almost every single situation I've ever seen that's gone wrong is the epitome of the problem. I have seen false confessions. I've seen false charges. I was all from command staff screwing things up. And you know what? There's zero consequence. Zero consequences for law enforcement. But when it comes down to the patrol officer, those are the ones that are getting fired and shit canned and saying, hey, resign or we're going to fire you, but you can go to a different department. It's never the ones that call the shots. Instead, they're glorified mm-hmm. like crazy, and now they do conferences, and let's talk about this shit. I fucking hate police command staff. They're the, they're the root of all evil. It seems like it's one of those things that you're cutting the tail off the snake versus the head. Because, again, if Oradonda was wrong on this, he's already taken leave of absence. Uh, he's probably going to wind up getting fired. It looks like it's looking really bad for him. But uh, right now, the article says uh, a Texas Senate committee examined the Uvalde shooting 
uh, will hold its second day of testimony Wednesday. The first day of hearings provided bombshell testimony from the Texas Department of Public Safety Director Steve McCraw. McCraw gave the most detailed public account of the shooting thus far, confirming troubling details about the police response and a minute-by-minute account of the 77 minutes before police finally confronted the shooter. Now it's 77 minutes. That changed. The latest alarming revelation or excuse me, revelation, was that the door to the classroom where the 18-year-old shooter remained was unlocked and that no law enforcement officer had tried to open the door while Arredondo continued to call for keys to the classroom. 19 children and two teachers were killed. 17 others were injured. Wednesday's meeting is expected to focus on mental health and firearm safety. And as, as a result, we've got 11 rhinos signing in, in with the Democrats on more red flag laws. I'm looking at the bills. Oh, those page bill. Those are going to be so bad. People mm-hmm. have no idea how bad that's going to fuck up con- the country. It's, You're going to get uh, your bitter, dumbass ex or some guy you work with or something yeah. just saying, I think so-and-so is going to kill themselves. Yeah. Before the red flag laws, do you have any idea how easy it was for me to articulate, all right, we're going to go over to John Burke's house at 123 Main Street. Right. We think that uh, we have reasonable suspicion that he's a suicidal subject because his girlfriend came to us and said he's not feeling well. We know he has firearms on the premises. So we are going to treat you like a criminal. We're going to do a a no knock uh, entry, but our knock is going to be like this. Right. Yeah. Please, police department. Then we're going to then we're going to kick the door in after we've articulated that for your safety. For yeah. your safety, we got a warrant, right? Mm-hmm. Mental health, you're not answering the door. We're going to seize all your guns. You're going to get evaluated. It turns out you're 100% fine. Yeah. Now you got about a year's worth of paperwork to get your own property back. Mm-hmm. Good luck. That, that's already been, yeah, it's, it's showcased in the, well, many different points out there have been actually made in regards to that. You're 100% right. It's people can utilize, weaponize this due to a political bias. Uh, and it's funny because in this bill that has been authored by uh, Democrats, um, I think John Corbin posted, and this guy's a complete fucking sellout. Like, he's just, he's getting roasted ratioed on Twitter. But in there, it's interesting because I read one portion of it that is definitely, it's putting a very finite definition on what is domestic violence. It's like, I know why they're, I know why they're doing this. I know why they're doing this. They're basically putting in that bill the criteria that they can utilize these red flag laws for. It defines what an actual romantic relationship consists of. We're on very, very dangerous ground here with what's being proposed by Democrats with 11 of these senators, 11 of these. And it was Lindsey Graham, uh, M- McConnell, John Corbin. Actually, I've got the list right here. I was going to read this on my, my uh, Kinzinger from my state. Um, I don't know if I saw his name on there. I know I, I didn't see Crenshaw's. I was looking for it, but Crenshaw, I don't think, supported it. Let me see. People don't get the domestic violence laws are a joke. They were... Um, they were brought back uh, into severity because of like the 90s, 80s, 70s. Mm. When guys would get drunk, <clears throat> they'd go into the drunk tank, come out that night, go home after beating their wives, then they would kill their wives. Yeah. So the courts really focused on domestic violence to protect the women. As yeah. policy in, in officers have discretion to arrest on anything except for domestic violence with visible injuries. I was about and, to say because it's like that could be that's a very, very slippery slope as far you know as like how what many constant. women I've seen scratch themselves in their mm-hmm. face and their arms. Oh, and yep. you look you look at the guy and you're like, I know you didn't do this. Yeah. And you look at her and she's a fucking insane crazy woman. And yep. your commander goes, gotta take him. Gotta take yep. our department had a policy. It was unwritten. But if you didn't do this, you'd hear it from a chief. If we went to a domestic battery call and it was verbal only and people, people need to understand this because you need to wake this shit up because you think that it's only in your bigger departments and your bigger departments don't make up most of the country. So yeah. in our department, if we went to a verbal domestic, John and Jane are fighting and there's no injury whatsoever, 
you took them both. You handcuffed both of them. You brought them back to the station. You called the state's attorney, screened it, and let the state's attorney make And we always knew it. We would say, hey, you know what? There's no sign of physical injury, blah, blah, blah. Because the, the chief did not want the liability and lawsuit to come back to him. So we would still arrest you. 100% arrest you, and we, we'd pawn it off on the state. It's, again, but we also, now I'm going to tell you how this is shitty. We do look around, right? So we're in your house. You're arguing. You're, 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 there's no physical signs of injury. We should be gone in 30 seconds. All right, great. Hey, there's your domestic package, package or information, all the shit. But we're, you know what? While myself and uh, Commander so and so are talking to you two, I got one in one room, one in the other room. I got a third officer walking around. You know damn well what he's looking for. Drugs, guns, booze. Any fucking reason to stay. Now we're looking to sit there and we get anything with violence. Sir, we have to secure your weapons for uh, security. Mm -hmm. So then that was when there were no red flag laws. If we could articulate all of that shit then, Mm -hmm. all that red flag law, it's going to ruin people. No, when they first proposed that red flag law, I think it was in Georgia and Maryland, um, there was an elderly black man that was killed because he answered the door with his firearm. Um, and officers are like, we, you know, apparently his sister had filed a report. The cops went to the judge, got the warrant, and they went to go serve it. And the guy refused, and he was standing with his gun, and they shot the motherfucker. Now it's like. Yeah, on you, his, in his door, in his property. In his doorway. Murdered him right there in cold blood. And it's like, wait a minute. It's like, hold on. It's like, this is unconstitutional, and you did this for his protection. You killed him. And then it was again in Maryland. I forget who the actual person was. Red flag laws were already getting innocent people killed that had committed no crime. They had committed no crime. But real quick, the uh, the, the GOP members that actually uh, senators that voted for this: uh, Blunt, Burr, Portman, Toomey, Cornyn, Tillis, Cassidy, Collins, Graham, Romney, and then Republicans who just joined to advance it: Murkowski, Capito, Ernst, McConnell, and Young. I'm surprised Adam Kinzinger isn't on this. I'm, I'm shocked too, actually. Maybe that's, I, I don't know. Representative, we you know, we got. Uh, I, I, I'm throwing her in there for one second. Uh, Anna, what's her name? Uh, Tammy Duckworth. She's my neighbor. She lives six houses down when she's in the state. And she war veteran, loses her limbs, and she fucking hates cops. <laughs> Do you think like a lot of this is uh, being done to heighten the hatred for police officers? Uh you know what? Yes, because again, too, the, and it's easy, right? The, by policy they are not allowed to speak up. Mm-hmm. And right. there's, there's a lot of different moving parts in this. Number one, a lot, not all, but more and more and more that the good ones retire and these new morons are being brought in. There's a lot of stupid law enforcement out there. Mm-hmm. This is why I don't bootlick. A couple of years ago, I did a, um, I did a post because I was shocked. Now, now I have to admit, I was part of the problem. I loved my job. I was damn fucking good at my job. I was a great cop. I didn't understand the saying, when you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Mm. until I left law enforcement and I went, holy shit, how many lives did I ruin? Lawfully, constitutionally, but how many people should I have just gone, you know what, that's really not worth it, and walked away? Mm. We we actively looked for shit. Yes, we had quotas. It was a department evaluation. Every single quarter, you had to have a certain amount of points up. Those points were based on your performance. So if I need 30 points for the day, why am I going to get a misdemeanor arrest that counts for two points when I can look for a felony arrest for seven points. So, Hey, I'm going to stop you for speeding. You got a little baggie of weed on you. I could let you go. Oh, you've got a single oxycodone pill. That's not uh, registered to prescribed prescribed to you. I'm going to rush you for a class four felony. That shit happened all the time. Really? All, we all, we ruin people's lives all the time. That being said, you also have stupid police because we believed in the job. I, I, I was, I got hired at 26. 
was probably my second year on as I went from afternoons to midnights, back to afternoons and day shift. And um, it was my second year on, I get my first weed arrest. Like, Holy shit, we can't. It's a fucking plant. <laughs> well, because they had villainized it and, and weaponized it for me for years, I was brainwashed of that. Yeah. So we, we looked at the job as we were doing God's work. Yeah. You'd be amazed. I put a, a, a survey up years ago on Facebook. I said, how many of you in law enforcement or non-law enforcement support the police officer issuing a citation based on the attitude or language of a driver? You have no idea how many cops commented. I 100%, if a person is gives me an attitude on a stop, I will write them a ticket to make sure that they understand the severity of what they're doing. And I would, fucktard. You just publicly yeah. admitted you violated someone's First Amendment right, and people would argue back with me. No, it's 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 not your job to punish. It's your job to document behavior, send it up to the courts, and let the courts decide. What did they say? They didn't call me a cocksucker all day long. They didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. They say no. So when you watch these First Amendment audits, audits online, yes, a lot of these people are problems. They, they purposely try to poke the bear. They're yeah. stupid. But the amount of stupid cops we have out there is dumb. But the amount of self-righteous ones you have who want to sit there and say, hey, listen, this is the problem, can't talk because their policies right. prohibit them from saying anything about the department. So right. cops are fucked on every level and they're getting buried because they're allowing it to happen. Where do you see the future going as far as uh, what happens with Uvalde? Do you see that changing anything in regards to how policies are maybe changed in the future? For example, like saying, hey, from now on, test the fucking door handle to make sure it is actually open versus closed. They'll band-aid more shit. They'll give more stuff out there uh, all the way from use the intercom. to start try. Do you need mental health today? They're, they're just going to add more stuff to it because mm -hmm. they don't address the problem. The problem is, again, too, uh, I actually had somebody tell me years ago, um, we had him on our show was, uh, about the, the Florida shooting where we got David Hogue from. Mm. Uh, the guy, this guy calls up, and I had no way of verifying it. He goes, dude, I live down the street. He said a couple of days beforehand, there were six vans, black vans on this kid's property, the shooter's property, with floodlights about six o'clock at night setting up for shit. It was the day before the shooting. Mm -hmm. So I don't like to go down the false flag theory because everybody mm -hmm. and their mother wants to create everything to be a false flag. But yeah. you know, these people are on the radars. Mm -hmm. I, you, you have to step. What was documented? FBI went to that the Parkland shooter's house 22 times, which, by the way, the same bill for red flag laws, $100 million going to the FBI for raises and things such as that. That's great. You can't. Until you're ready to sit there and start, uh, I don't know, castrating these people, mm -hmm. the police are always going to be where the buck stops and the responsibility starts. It's mm -hmm. not going to be, should we fire some of the teachers who had this kid uh, evaluated and say, hey, you know, he really needs to be checked into a mental health facility. Did they not push hard enough? Are they going to be sued and held accountable? Are, are the doctors who let these kids out? And to not uh, commit them, are they going to be held accountable? It always falls right back out of the, why didn't you do enough? So you two things are going to happen. One of two things. Either you're going to get an army of drone police officers who are like, we are taking no chances and we're going to do everything we're told, or you're going to get an army of people who are like, we're not doing shit anymore. Yeah. And to be honest, I kind of hope that it's the latter so we can actually get this thing over with. <laughs> well, they, they did come out and say that the Supreme Court had said that it's not an officer's job to protect you. They are there to freaking essentially, uh, okay, what was the actual verbiage being used? It was it basically changed the whole dynamic of what people's perception of the police's job was, which only further emphasized yeah. the need of a Second Amendment. 
Yeah, 100% it does. It also makes the cops, of course, because you, but again, you know, how many cops are willing to stand up and say, uh, you know, no, no, we, we, we would never do that. Mm-hmm. It, I, I just, I've never, even with every piece of shit I've ever worked with, I've never seen anyone run away from the danger. Mostly that's because they're good people who need, they, they compulsively need to serve. The other ones are just assholes who love to fight. Mm. So you get, the, I've never seen anyone cower. But again, I don't know what the hell's going to happen. They got a real shitty quality candidate coming in. Command, and don't forget, the command staff in the next several generations is being made from these poor choice candidates. Yeah. One of our first commanders, he got it. He got hired by the department. First six months, he got into a foot pursuit, broke his collarbone. He's, he's a very he's a weak kind of frail dude. They put him behind a desk. He spent his career in detectives. They promoted him with the gold bars. So it's like he'd never been on the street. Mm. This is this is what I say this all. You want to fix law enforcement? Start going to your village hall meetings. Start talking to your mayor. Who's our police chief? What's the policy? What's this and that? Start going and have coffee with your chief. They work for you. Yeah. Why are you not demanding they answer to you? Mm-hmm. But you know, it's like out here in Chicago. You know, we uh, you're talking about domestics. I don't mean to go all over the place, but no, you're good. We have three. This this is the other aspect too. Why should people obey the laws anymore? Our sheriff Tom Dart. When I ran against him in 2018, it was uh, alleged him and his wife got into a knockdown dragout fight. Chicago police showed up to his house. Nothing happened. Lori Lightfoot, her and its wife got into a fight <laughs> a year and a half ago, two years ago. Apparently, the big white woman beat the shit out of her. Nothing <laughs> happened. Jesus. Kim Fox, Kim Fox, our state's attorney, second largest county in the nation, 5.8 million people. Her husband called 911. Allegedly, Kim beat the shit out of her. Him, nothing happened. Chicago police showed up, nothing. Why should anybody on the planet even put money on the counter for a gallon of milk anymore? Well, fuck it. I'm not. I'm doing whatever I want. Yeah. I'm not gonna obey this traffic law. I'm going anywhere. Yeah. So, and then you're going to ask police to wind up stepping up to the plate and doing the job. Cops, they got. They. It's not that they have the hardest job in the world. They've got the shittiest job in the world, but they also do this to themselves. Mm. It's almost like it's a, a classism, elite classism thing. Like, if I've got the money, if I've got the clout, the power, I can pretty much do whatever the hell I want to do, and then the cops are going to stand by and not do anything. It's You see that across the board. There's massive levels of corruption when it comes to the higher-ups, especially politicians and the actors and stuff. It's like, you know, you shouldn't have access to these weapons of war, but we should. Like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, how does, that, how does that make you any different? How does that make you any better? And then you have people like Eric Swalwell coming out. It's like, well, the government will just use nukes. It's nukes. like, do you, do you not think about the shit that you say, like— do you think the government is going to use a nuke on its own people? Like, you, you imagine if you were employed somewhere and you made that statement? Jesus. And he, he was banging a fucking Chinese spy and he's still there. Uh, that, again, I don't know why this country has not spoiled down into anarchy yet. I don't. It blows I, I think if things don't change, it's definitely heading that way. Because right now, with what we're seeing as far as the culture, culture has shifted into such a negative downturn of we're talking about drag queen story hour the the president the president of america joe biden comes out there and affirms that we should support transgenderism in children we are living in insane times where you're sitting here saying am i the only one that like am i crazy am i the crazy one here like am i the only one that's not taking stupid pills or or is this the now the norm that i'm just unaware of like this is mind-boggling I wish these scientists wouldn't tease us all the time with asteroid comes 55 million miles. <laughs> Give us one that's it's going to hit right in the middle of the heartland. I keep saying, man, I'm, I'm by, I'm 20 minutes from O'Hare airport. I'm going to take out a lawn chair 
I'm going to get a cigar, light that up. I'm going to crack up whatever bourbon I got. And I'm going to be, please hit O'Hare. I just want to see a new, like, it's like Putin. Push the button already. <laughs> Matt right now. It's so stupid. It's just crazy to see what's going on right now with the Ukraine fiasco. China's now making wow. threats saying if we do go after Taiwan, we will go to war with the United States. You got Biden shelling out billions to Ukraine. You have red flag laws in America. You saw, And this is the other crazy part that just blows my mind. These Democrats will sit there, and a lot of Republicans will sit there and say that we should have restrictions on the Second Amendment. We already know when you give them an inch, they'll take a mile. But one just has to look at two different places. Number one, Australia. During the lockdowns, they had the camps. They forced those people into those camps. The cops were harassing and assaulting people that were literally outside their front door smoking a cigarette or drinking a cup of coffee. And then you look at Canada. When they protested Trudeau with the trucker convoy saying, we no longer want this, the people are speaking. We don't want these lockdowns. And what does he do? They freeze their bank accounts. They lock them up. They basically, they're disarming. They're trying to disarm them. It's like, this guy's a tyrant. If somebody put a bullet in Trudeau's head, it's justified at this point. It is. Second Amendment already has limits. I don't know what people's exactly. problems Yeah, is. that's the other thing. It's, it's like, it's, we need universal background check. We have you. What are you talking about? Not even that. It's, I don't know how it is. You're, you're Texas? Is that where you're at? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm in Illinois, I can't. Oh, now, it's, Second Amendment is my God-given right to own a firearm, right? Mm -hmm. Now, why is it I have to have a Floyd card in order, in order to own one? Why? It's a, it's a breach. It's it's unconstitutional. It's the Floyd card is not my perm. It's not my my right is the Constitution. Yeah. That's stupid. But people, oh, we need more rights. But again, too, again, we're not going to talk about the 30, 40 uh, people who are shot in, in the city over yeah. the weekend. Over yeah. Chicago oh, and Florida, yeah. We're going to see. I love it. We're out of the death toll is already 300 in Chicago for the year. Mm -hmm. We have uh, 1,500 people shot. And uh, for the month, oh, I think we have 238 people already shot. You know you know why we're not going to talk about that? Because oh, they're black. There it is. There it is. That's what no, I was going for. Cycle. I, I, I go off on that a lot, too, where the, the blacks are 100% farmed for votes and mm -hmm. prison bodies out here in the city. Oh, I can see that. I can understand. That's also why the MSM is going to sit there and try and use them as pawns. They're going to offer them all these government subsidies, these incentivizations, become proxy government employees, and then manipulate and use them to say, hey, the right is racist, they're KKK, yada, yada, yada. It's like, do you not understand that the left is essentially keeping you poor, not allowing you to advance by keeping you poor, by keeping you on these subsidy program? They're essentially like government drug dealers. They're keeping you addicted to their money. So they can control you to say, hey, don't vote the other way or you lose this. Force no, you to go out you, and get a job. You summed it up. They don't understand. That's yeah. what happens when you have a 70, 72% high school graduation rate for black males. You have no jobs. You pump that shit music and drugs and booze and food in their in their faces all day long. Give them They literally don't understand. I don't, yeah. it's, it's not meant to be racial. The, one of the things I've always talked about is with law enforcement, you want to know a big problem with Chicago? Chicago will take a like a suburban guy, right? Like mm -hmm. me, right? I want to be a Chicago cop, so I'm a white suburban guy. I'm 21 years old. I move into the city. I'm gonna do whatever the fuck anybody tells me because I want that Chicago PD star, right? I go into the academy. Now all of a sudden I'm influenced because I watch I watch Chicago PD on TV, and or I got friends mm -hmm. or family who are CPD, and I'm white. And then I'm chomping at the bit, and they stick me in a squad with a veteran on the south side of Chicago, in a black neighborhood. Now, the entirety time I'm in the academy, I think I'm Rambo, and I'm watching shit online, and all we see is the that uh, anybody show is the blacks are animals. That's mm -hmm. all we see. We see the knockout game, we see riots, we see looting. So these these idiots who are getting out of the academy believe that these blacks are nothing but criminals. Now you wind up interacting with them. You ever hear the dialogue 
that comes out of an uneducated black teen's mouth, mm-hmm. you cannot understand. It doesn't even sound like English. How are they going to communicate orders in a heightened state with a white kid who has no frame of reference for that culture and is afraid because he's never lived this life? Mm. They resort to violence. They resort to their guns. This is why we have such a problem with CPD as well, too, is because who the hell wants to come from that community to also go to the academy and become a cop? Because then you're a sellout. Yeah. So it's, it is shitty. The, the, the whole system is fucked. Yeah, it sounds like we have some really hard times ahead of us, man. But, hey, I appreciate you coming on the podcast today. Uh, real quick, before we go, where can people find you at? Dominic is all over social media. Uh, you want you want us for uh, our show? We have a show five nights a week, myself and Comments and Ashley. We mm-hmm. talk about everything from politics to pornography. You want to follow me on YouTube? Uh, I've got one of the highest-ranked Wing Chun channels in the world. So if you saw the Ip Man movies and you think that's real, you can go check out Izzo Wing Chun. Um, I wrote a book before the badge, everything you need to know before you become a cop. It's available on Amazon, and, uh, and I shoot my mouth off. That's it. Your podcast, where can they find that at? They can find it on Spreaker, Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, all that. It's The Rants of Izzo. The Rants of Izzo. And we're having you on, too. Absolutely. Can't wait to do it, man. Hey, thank you for spending time out of your day coming on here and kind of dissecting this with me. I I greatly appreciate it, man. Thanks for letting me bitch. (laughs) Absolutely. All right, brother. You take care, and we'll have this up and posted very shortly.